you, Molly. Uh, so how's your week going? Uh, really good. We're recording the holiday episodes this week, and I'm super excited. Um, yeah, uh, congrats again on getting your lawyer exam thing, your bar thing. Right. I, I mean, I passed the bar exam, and now I have a license to practice law in Illinois, but uh, it's no big deal, and it's in no way relevant to the show. Unlike your awesome Rube Goldberg machines you've been building, I know you've been building a lot of these very complex contraptions that are made to do very simple tasks, like last episode you fried an egg, which listeners loved. Uh, how Have you been building more? Yeah. Um, before we started, I built one that presses record. By It's a series <laughs> of dominoes that fall off the toilet and then press record on this oh. microphone. I was um, wondering why I was having trouble peeing on our toilet earlier. Uh, in addition to that, I built a giant Rube Goldberg machine on the, 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 the roof of our apartment to capture St. Nick. Uh-huh. Santa Claus. I, I, do you know? Yeah, no, I, I I've heard of him, but um, the thing is, he's not real. Santa's not real, babe. Not real. Why would you say that to me? You know I've been working all week on this. No, no, I know. It's just like, I mean, come on, think about it. If Santa was real, then he would have to answer to all of the Christmas crimes that he's committed against society. So there's no way he's real. And uh, also, you know, Christmas isn't for another week. So what would he be doing on our rooftop? I don't know, Molly. I mean, for one, I'm upset. But yeah, if he was here, I guess he'd be checking again if uh, checking the second time if we're naughty or nice. Babe, it's 2019. If Sam wanted to check if we were naughty or nice, he would just buy that data from Facebook. I didn't know you were such a Grinch. (laughs) Wow, that is rich. That is rich. I am anything but a Grinch. I love Christmas. I love the presents. I love the lights. I basically bathe in pine needles for 24 days leading up to Christmas. You know what I can't stand is Santa. Okay, you can love Christmas without loving that bearded man, that morally superior bastard. And if I ever had the opportunity to prosecute him for his Christmas crimes, boy, would I. Well, I mean, technically you can now that you're a lawyer. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I would also make him pay for his crimes against fashion. Who makes a whole outfit out of crushed red velvet? He just looks like a nasty cake. Look, I get the feeling that you could rail against Santa for, like, a whole episode, but I'd rather not, not this week. I'd rather just go straight into our combo for the day. Is that okay with you? All right, you're right. Let's let's put our differences aside and our feelings about Santa and get into some holiday cheer. All right. As you can hear by the sound of those airplanes flying overhead, it's the holidays. People are traveling, and what a better way to travel and listen to uh, a podcast than by listening to our show, Combos, where every single Tuesday we curate creature comforts by combining fun with what? Food. Uh, Like one week we might watch Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and eat a bag of Mr. Gimli's magic jelly beans. Yeah, or we might watch Star Wars and breastfeed. I don't know. There's so many possibilities. You've got to get that blue milk the only way we know how. (laughs) The natural way, by breastfeeding on Java the Hutch. Yeah. How else does baby Yoda grow up nice and strong? Uh, I'm Ash. And I'm Molly. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. This this episode is a very special holiday episode. Last week, we talked about Christian Mingle. It's kind of our overall Christian 
holiday Christmas <laughs> theme. This week we're talking about making a gingerbread house and eating, eating a gingerbread house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when we say things the together. Birds, uh, together. <laughs> um, yeah, so this one, uh, we want to do something that was a little... Uh, more simple and fun and was an activity that you could do together in the holidays since you'll be spending a lot of time with family and friends and loved ones and pets. Um, and so, yeah, the, the uh, first of all, uh, just how do you feel about gingerbread houses, Ash? Um, you know, I didn't, uh, I mean, I love crafts and I love making things with my hands um, and I love candy, so it is great. I would say I didn't really grow up building them that much, uh-huh. and it's been something me and you have done almost every year, whether with family or by ourselves. I feel like we tend to do it once a year. Yeah, I think it is, uh, I think I am, like, the big proponent behind that, because I always love building gingerbread houses. Uh, we both have, like, a very strong affinity for candy. Yeah. <laughs> I am a person where I will take candy over pretty much any other dessert like Mm -hmm. over like cakes or uh cupcakes like pastries blueberry tiramisu i'd be like no give me some mike and eggs i'm good so you're saying the the ice queen in narnia wouldn't have to go very far (laughs) she would just have to offer you some sour patch kids and you would turn on your whole family yeah exactly she have to swap out that turkish delight for some sour batch kids maybe some uh sweet tart ropes and i'd be like yeah i'll bring you my brothers and my sisters i'll throw in a few cousins if you want just give me keep that free candy coming i was at true story when i was a kid i was banned from going to parties with pinatas because i was became so competitive with the other children to get the candy because when you think about there's very few times in your life where you're as a child where you're presented with free candy it's like halloween christmas like parties with pinatas and so you have to be on your game when that opportunity presents itself hey as a kid uh this is a little bit of a we're gonna talk about candy i guess yeah (laughs) but we both love gingerbread houses like we said we love building them but yeah as a kid was there anything more magical than going to a friend's house and opening up the like cabinet and seeing at the very top like a bowl of like old Halloween candy. (laughs) Like y'all still have like pounds and pounds of Halloween candy. Cause I had so many siblings, like it didn't last long. We never had a storage, like we never had stored candy or stored snacks at my house. They all got eaten like day of. Oh, I Um, wish we had been friends as kids because we were definitely that house. Cause my mom also loves candy. So Yeah. yeah, she would keep it. And we had a cabinet and me and my friends even, had a spot in our, like, because I grew up in, like, a big, sprawling, like, suburb next to the state park. Uh, we would bike over to the spot that we called the candy-eating spot for, like, years <laughs> because I would just, like, take all the candy in my house and then bike over to this, like, a cul-de-sac and then just eat all that candy wow. as I was a garbage child now turned into a garbage adult. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so uh, not much more to set up. Let's get right into that review, see how it went. Hey folks, it's Molly. Thanks for listening to Combos. 
We work really hard to make these episodes as fun to listen to as possible, which is why we decided not to put ads in our show. In fact, the only people we're going to be advertising for is ourselves, and we hope that you will consider supporting us. If you've been enjoying the show and want to help us grow, please consider supporting us with a monthly donation. Any money you give will go towards the show getting better equipment and bigger combos, a lot of content for a small monthly donation. You can go to anchor.fm backslash combos and click the support button to donate today. Additionally, giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts and sharing your favorite episode with friends really helps the show reach more people. And now, back to the show. Chestnuts roaring over an open fire, stockings hung with care, and now finally, building a gingerbread house. And, and, and we ate it, too. That was the combo. How did it go, Molly? Uh, well, let's dive into the eating part first, actually, because... Uh, as we, anyone who has bought a gingerbread kit from Target, Walmart, any of the places you get them from, knows that they are not made to be eaten. Like, it being edible is more of a, you can, you can yeah. eat it, technically, yeah. uh, but you probably should not. Um, so I, that's been my previous experience with most gingerbread yeah. houses, but I thought some of the prepackaged candy they had for this one was pretty yeah. good. I'll say like, yeah, oftentimes if any of it's edible at all, it's going to be the gummy like gumdrops. Yes. Everything else usually tastes horrible. Right. Um, and usually the gumdrops are like those really hardened pieces of gelatin that are like jujubes that are still inedible in themselves that will take a tooth out of you. But for this one... <laughs> <laughs> they actually had these <laughs> uh, larger gummy uh, pine trees where they added some flavor. I was like, this is yeah. a recognizable candy flavor. This is yeah. granny apple flavor. Again, as a connoisseur yeah. of candy, I can appreciate these things. I'm somewhat of a Somali. Somali, yeah. Somali yeah. Uh, when it comes to gummy and fruit candies. Yeah, um, so true. Uh, yeah, the trees, like you said, were great. Uh, the icing tasted really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of icing, so I, I didn't really go for that, but you seem to be enjoying it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just had it, you're just kind of covered in it by the end of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, like every episode, we have some great pictures of our house. Um, but yeah, like Molly was saying, eating the house was surprisingly a fun experience, uh, but you know what? We didn't actually taste the gingerbread. No, uh, Because we your hands are so great. much over it. You're laboring over it. Uh, there was quite a lot of uh, touching and touching. And, like, it gets really, like, messy. Yeah, we were not brave enough to, to try it because it seems hard, one. And, two, yeah, you bring up the good point where, like, we are both, like... <laughs> As I kind of mentioned with the pinata thing, where like I'm competitive, Ash also has a competitive streak. Uh, building a gingerbread house as a couple shouldn't be competitive, but it's more like we both are people who want to get the job done. Yeah. Jesus was a carpenter, he didn't slack on any of his carpentry projects, and neither shall we with our gingerbread carpentry. Uh, I feel like it revealed a lot about us as a couple, how yeah. they're trying to build this house together. Yeah, uh, and yeah, just to get into the building of it, I'm more of a direction follower, True, where you yes. were like, let's just go at it, let's build it all, and then ice it, yeah. which is like, here's the thing, <laughs> this, every year we do this, 
you can usually get the house to stand upright, and then decorating it is where everything falls apart. This house, like, did not want to stand up, right? No, okay. And it was a technical flaw in their design, which was they made the roof super top-heavy. Everyone knows the roof is the hardest part. That's where it always falls apart. It was the heaviest pieces of gingerbread. Um, And that's why I was like, Ash, I know you love to follow the rules. We can't follow the rules on this one. The rules are meant to break us. Um, So that was a major conflict that came up. Uh, I would say a screaming... (laughs) shouting argument (laughs) yeah it was uh icing everywhere gumdrops were spilled yeah uh gingerbread men were broken lying bleeding in the wake of this argument (laughs) um so yes the house did collapse once just like jesus on the hill Uh Uh, (laughs) uh, but we built it back up and we used the actual ceiling as the walls the second time oh and whose idea was that was your idea, and it did work a lot better. Thank you. Um, Even the- though then it looked like a school or a prison. Well, yeah, like both a shelter. The same. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a square brick cinder block looking yeah. structure. Gosh. Um, <laughs> a lot of our decorating was really good. I do find that you're able to decorate uh, better than me. You, I think you have the patience, so you have a little bit more coordination. But right, like you do like, oh, like we're going to use you. the Christmas light candy and make it look like Christmas lights. I always decide to do more of a graffiti approach, kind of a, I pull a Banksy. <laughs> yeah, you're more of like a Jackson Pollock, like just throw it all on, see what sticks, where I take my little tweezers and meticulously uh, yeah. place each tiny little uh, hard candy ball. I want to say like you use like little nails and stuff uh, in the game packer <laughs> just to place it. We'll be real. Like my dad's a carpenter. I know how to build a house just by like uh, parental osmosis, uh-huh. and I know that uh, my dad is a banker, and I know nothing about banking, so I don't know if I fully believe in this parental osmosis. But I'll, I'll go with you <laughs> yeah. for this episode. Um, but it's like all that to say, like I know a house isn't built just by putting four walls together because you have to have a good floor. The good floor for a gingerbread house is a piece of cardboard paper. That's true. That's usually smaller than any other parts in the the house itself. Yeah, because like one of the mistakes we had is one whole wall was not on the cardboard (laughs) foundation. So we lost the ability to move it. I think a good gingerbread house is slightly a mobile uh, living situation. Uh, That segues into a great question. Uh, Ash, if you were to design your own gingerbread kit, what else would you include? How would you improve it? Gosh, uh, good question. Um, I think, like, did anyone here, me and you, We'll play? wait for the answer. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have to ask the question. I have to ask and the then, question. And then yeah. we'll wait for the answer. We got it all twisted and turned around <laughs> this episode. Um, it is the Christmas episode. We're playing it real loose, or it's one of the Christmas episodes. Holiday episodes. We're non-secular. Secular? Uh, we've had some wine. We've had some airplanes flying overhead. Things are silly uh, this episode. So my question is, did anyone play with like the Lincoln Logs as a kid? Yeah. Where you would like kind of stack things? I don't think I made it like further than maybe like three logs up. Okay. Because growing <laughs> up, we would actually build houses and like what? do the door frames and window frames and oh stuff. Like, Were you raised by like Paul Bunyan? Yeah. That is so, like, would, Americana. <laughs> and in case people don't know, which you probably don't, I used to skateboard, too, and we would build skateboarding ramps. Like, we actually had a half pipe in our backyard. That is really cool. So I would say, like, I have an appreciation 
for uh, like fine carpentry. I would like a gingerbread house that is a little bit more like a Lincoln log set that like interlocks and has a more stability. Because here's the thing, a gingerbread itself should have some structural in structural integrity, like where it yes. locks and it's stable. The icing should really be like the icing on the cake of the <laughs> gingerbread house. Yeah. Um, no, that's such a good point. And we know they can make it because they had that whole terrible candy that no one actually ate but looked cool, which was the Lego candy Yeah. in the like 90s, early 2000s. So it is like, yeah, they should make just like a gingerbread Lincoln Long or Lego house, which is totally doable. We somehow, <laughs> though, managed to cobble it together to get it barely standing and then what do you do when you have a finished gingerbread house look at it take pictures for the gram what about after that eat it uh maybe take a few nibbles and then you put it online that's right you try to sell it you try to get someone in that house right because chicago real estate it's hot okay it take you know it's costly if you have extra space in your house, you're not just going to leave that there. Yeah. You're going to look for someone to rent it out. And so that's exactly what we did. We threw it up on the Chicago Queer Exchange saying, hey, we have this this room for rent within our apartment in this tiny gingerbread house. Surprisingly, we got a buyer. I wasn't sure with the, in this economy if we would, but... Uh, that's great. Yeah. I uh, mean, tiny houses are all the rage, so it makes sense if you think about it that a gingerbread house is nothing but a very eclectic, delicious, tiny house. Exactly. And I believe that's what she thought too, the person who moved in. But we'll hear more from her because she has actually agreed to be on this show. Uh, she's been living in the house for about a day. She moved in almost like magic very quickly. Um, so yeah, let's go and talk with her more. And welcome back, listeners, and welcome to our guest. Uh, I will introduce you in a second, but just so listeners know, uh, Ash had to step away. She had to go to the bathroom, probably too much candy. Uh, so hopefully she'll be back in a little bit, but we are so excited to have our new roommate here, uh, the person that lives in our tiny gingerbread house. Uh, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm delicious. Great. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Not at all. I'm Morgana the Maleficent. Oh, wait. Kind of like uh, Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers? Yes, I guess. Like Rita and those pesky rangers from Angel Grove. But I'm more like Angel Food Cake. And I assure you, there's no relation. So, uh, how are you liking the house so far? Oh, it's absolutely delectable. Candy fiddled and perfect for luring, wandering children to my doorstep. <laughs> well, I mean, it is just on our mantle place within our apartment, which is on the third floor of a building made of mostly like college students. So we don't really get many children this way. Uh, I, I see. I came after the Halloween season, so it's not been right. apparent to me yet. And it wasn't in the ledger that I... I read, but not an issue. You did see the, the you, you 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 did see to it that the house has chicken wing legs. Uh, a chicken chicken wing legs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> chicken legs. The, the the house does have chicken legs that allow it to walk about the forest, guided by my own twisted desires. 
Ooh, okay, it's actually no on the chicken legs as well. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's only made of gingerbread. It's a hundred percent vegetarian house. I don't know where the chicken leg misunderstanding came from. But I I thought it was listed in one of the amoeba nimities. No. Was it in a contract? Let me see. Oh, you have it with you. That's good. Hmm. I I must have misread. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, You're welcome to add chicken legs, but we will have to charge you the $50 animal cruelty fee. Mmm, scrumptious. I've been meaning to talk to you, by the way. It says here I paid 10 gold pieces for my icing bill, but lately... Water has been flowing through my icing pipes, which is not good for food-based homes. You see, I'm worried about melting and graham cracker deterioration. Oh, (laughs) well, uh, apologies. That may just be from our cat Bubby salivating over your house. I'll have to put him down. Now that is mm, tasty news. (laughs) Oh, I I do wonder, if you don't mind me asking, uh, if you're only using icing instead of water, how do you flush the toilet? Oh, child. I've been throwing gumdrop droppings right out the window. You mean your shit? Yes, quite. But your window, again, it's on the mantle next to my grandma mom's ashes. Well, Molly, if that's your name, I can speak to the dead and she says she likes shit. She's dirty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your grandma's into some weird shit, literally. That toilet flush is telling me that uh, Ash is going to be back soon, speaking of ashes. Then I shall be taking my leave. You know I can't stand to be the same room as her. Why not? Improv. She does too much improv. (laughs) God, yeah, she does. Especially all those weird voices. Ugh, I agree. Not delectable in the slightest, my dear. Well, again, it was great having you on the show, and it's great having you as our new roommate. So thanks again for coming on, Morgana. Oh, not a problem. Do you want to hear my bit about Scooby-Doo in the medical ward? Uh, I'm sorry. I think we uh, got to get to our next segment. <laughs> hey, uh, so sorry I missed that last segment. Uh, I really wanted to talk more to Morgana on, on air. Is it Morgana or Morgana? Uh, I think it's Morgana. Okay, yeah, like we just met. Um, I was wanting to talk to her more about Zip Zap Zop, but I guess we should do our next segment. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, in lieu of the holiday seasons, uh, we wanted to introduce yet another new segment coming in fresh every week. Uh, this is a segment we call Sweet Nothings. And uh, there's not really any, like, tricks up our sleeves with this one. It's literally just going to be us saying uh, something sweet that we love and we appreciate about one another. Yeah, uh, so I'll start. All right. Sound good to you? Um, So at this point, we've been dating for three years almost. Crazy. And our anniversary is in January. So by this time, we're like... It's, like, right before our anniversary. Yeah, so every new year is really, like, us also celebrating an anniversary. And I just want to say, like, I really appreciate now what dating someone for a long length of time feels like. I've never had that before. And all the changes you go through and seeing us each go through hard times and good times have successes. It's really great. And uh, I guess this from my heart, I do appreciate, like, seeing you go through your successes and failures. And I think they're both valuable for both of us to experience. And yeah, I mean, 
Um, maybe that's not a sweet nothing exactly, but I think that's just really valuable and unique to us. No, it is really nice. And yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying because yeah, I've also haven't been in a long-term relationship and um, yeah, it is that thing of like I've particularly been having a hard year because I've been struggling with like employment, normal stuff that a lot of us are struggling with. Uh, but Asha, you've been so great through all of it. Uh, and so just like, uh, such just like a stable part of my life where all of that stuff seems to like matter a little bit less because like when other parts of your life are more unstable, it's like, I still have this wonderful person who's gonna make me laugh, who's gonna like watch TV with me, who's gonna like champion me, uh, and who's gonna help me get through this. So I have not felt alone in that. And that's been amazing thinking about like before we were dating and all the times I was struggling where I did feel lonely. And so it was really great. Yeah, it's definitely something to not take for granted on either of our sides. Um, To go more into maybe a creative territory and just our personality and things we enjoy. One thing I really enjoy is that we both are very different. Yeah. Which is like something I feel like doesn't get celebrated a lot in couples uh-huh. where like maybe you just hear about how people are alike or like, oh, we both are really into Pokemon or whatever. Right. But it's like, I have blonde hair. You're brunette. We're yeah. so different. I like country. You like... Rock and roll, I guess. <laughs> is that what I like? <laughs> yeah. What do I like? Um, but I, I mean, I think it's great in a lot of ways. Like we like very different movies uh-huh. and we like very different. Like I'm trying to get you more into video games and you're kind of finding your own way into that and but even the way we make art is very different um we have different like practices with art um but then a lot of our relationship is finding the similarities between that um but i also just like that you bring a different viewpoint to everything we do which is like the only way we would make a podcast together like if you didn't i don't know you're so opinionated too which is something (laughs) i appreciate a lot that everything we do i can 100 percent guarantee that i know your viewpoint on which is Right. Yeah. No. Rambly way to say that I just like that you have an opinions and differences for me, which I think always make our things better together. No, I agree. I mean, the parts of you that are different from me that I really appreciate are, like you said, you have such this like amazing technical analytical brain where you're so like naturally smart in a way that I'm not, where you're the type of person who will like let me take this apart and let me take the time to figure this out where I'm very much the type of person where I'm like, this is hard. I'm going to go just play Tetris, which only has one rule. Like you're so much uh, better at like fit at like sitting down and learning something. And that's such a useful skill in a relationship. Uh, again, like when we we're building the gingerbread house, like you have to have the person who is going to like take the time to like learn everything and know how to do something and then maybe the person like me who's ready to just like wing it for whenever we do have to wing it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I can't wait to listen back to this when I'm editing. And uh, are the are you the listener crying? Because we're both crying. <laughs> we um, are weeping. Aw, yeah. we are. It's so sweet. Hey, yeah. uh, and thanks for listening to Sweet Nothings. Hey, thanks for listening to this very special episode of Combos. Every episode is special, of course. But if you have a combo idea that can somehow raise our bar of specialness, please share it at combospodcast at gmail.com. 
And if you'd like to support the show by throwing a few bucks our way, you can do that by visiting anchor.fm backslash combos. On that site, you can actually give us a monthly donation for the price of a cup of coffee. And of course, the majority of listeners aren't going to pay money, but it only takes maybe five listeners paying us money to pay for microphones, upgrades, maybe bigger bagel bites. <laughs> Not just bagel bites, but bagel two bites. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got our gingerbread this for this combo at Target for $10. Yes. Oh, and don't forget to follow us at Facebook and Instagram so that you can see the picture of yeah. our uh, semi-failed gingerbread house yeah. collapsing. I think we got a few good ones of it while it was still up yeah, uh, right before have, Morgana moved into it. We have the whole progression from uh, the beginning to the bitter, bitter end, bittersweet end. It's gingerbread. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, please join us on the social media to see all those pictures. Yeah, again, it's just at Combos Podcast. We're just on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, because these episodes are so short and sweet, we have time to just share things that we are watching, listening to, that we genuinely like. Uh, you probably get a pretty good sense of our humor and what we would be into from listening to this podcast. So if you have similar sense of humor, um, yeah, you might be interested in our wrecks. And one of the funniest shows that I have watched, that I watched like last week, that I've been really into is Los Espuques, uh, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing terribly, but it's on HBO. It's uh, Julio Torres created it. Uh, his comedy special, My Favorite Shapes, is also on HBO, which is also like my favorite comedy special I've seen. Yeah, hands down, if you can steal an HBO password, one of the best comedy specials oh I've gosh. seen in a long time. And the show is really funny. It's all in Spanish. Yeah, and it's so good. And it's Julio Torres is like my just favorite comedian, favorite creator right now, because he's very, like, has this amazing queer aesthetic. He's very much an Aquarius, if you're into yeah. astrology. And so just amazing outfits. And Los Espuques is just everything I want in a TV show. It's like, has, uh, it's playing on the horror genre. It's playing on telenovelas. It has very good, just casual queer characters. And it's super funny. Like, even through subtitles, it's like yeah. some of the funniest jokes I've seen. So I really recommend that. Um, so to go on to my recommendation, it's just also very queer. <laughs> uh, I just found that uh, Professor Layton and the Mysterious Village and a couple of the other Professor Layton games got released on iOS and Android. Uh, so it's an HD remake of the old Nintendo DS game. Me and Molly have been playing it. I always try to find video games that Molly will like because um, Molly does enjoy puzzle games. And this one, though, has a story and all these characters, and it's been really fun. We've played it for about an hour yesterday, and just has, sitting in bed. Yeah, it has been super fun. And Ash is being very nice when she says that I enjoy puzzle games. I enjoy Candy Crush. But this has been great because Ash has been challenging me to uh, work my brain out. And yeah. it is really rewarding when you actually yeah. like uh, are able to do the puzzle. Yeah, and I think it tests... It's a bunch of different lateral thinking and like logic puzzles that everyone has a chance to feel smart about something. Like Molly figures out things before me or I figure out things. Definitely recommend it. It's $10. Anyway, so that's our Rex. Last thing is the theme music is by me, Ash Barker, and Evelyn Landau. You can find Evelyn's music on Spotify or Bandcamp. It's under the name Evelyn Landau. It's pretty self-explanatory. At some point, we might 
even uh, <laughs> condense it. It's funny that we say it twice, yeah. but a lot of people have band names these days. Uh, Evelyn Landau's album is The Mirror Within. Also, if you like the interlude music, that's me. All that to say, thanks for listening to this episode and hope you have a good holiday. And a cozy rest of your week. And uh, don't forget to spay and neuter your Vanillites. Is it Vanillites or Vanilla Lights? It's Vanilla Ice. A Vanilla Ice. And don't forget to spay and neuter your Vanilla Ice. I think it's Santa. No, it, it can't be. I'm, I'm sure there's a logical explanation. It's probably just the winged humanoid of Chicago. Oh, oh, oh. I've never heard the Chicago Mothman laugh like that before. They're drinking the milk I set out. That triggers my Rube Goldberg machine. Then what happens after... <gasps> Santa? Santa? He's completely tied up in twinkle lights. <gasps> Candy canes. You've got a lot to answer to, Mr. Claus. I'm taking you to Combo's court. <laughs>